0: A classic Datsun competing in the Optimus Streetcar Challenge, however retaining the factory L-series engine, rather than going with the V8 swap that we see from the other Zs in the field. We're here with Darren to talk about his 240Z and some of the modernizations he has done, which have greatly improved its performance. <laughs> Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech filled interviews with some of the industry's most well known figures and presented it in podcast format for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. So we're standing here with your Datsun 240Z, can you talk us through a little bit more about what you use this car for
1: absolutely I use this car for autocross track events and in this case the ultimate streetcar challenge
0: so it's a kind of dual purpose streetcar and some motorsport events as well absolutely yeah and you've retained the factory nissan l-series engine why not swap to an rb a v8 or something else like that why retain the engine well,
1: I really just like the way the, the motor is so simple, and we've been able to do quite a bit to it to get a lot more power out of it. We still have a few more things that we can do to increase it from here. And um, considering that it was originally 150 you know, horsepower at the crank, and now we're making about 300 at the wheel, it's a pretty good jump, and we think maybe we can get 40 or 50 more.
0: That's a, already a pretty potent package in a relatively small light car like this. The engine itself... To make 300 horsepower what's been done there who built the engine
1: the engine was built by uh, ag hosami of Dotson spirit inc and it's one of his stage four models so it's board and stroke to three liters and it's got his custom lightweight design pistons rods his porting everything that you can do with the n42 head his cam i think the cam lift is about 540 over 280 or somewhere in that range but it's just a very, a very drivable, um, very potent package.
0: So factory, this would have been an L24 engine carbureted. So that was using the L28 block as a starting point for this?
1: That's correct, yes.
0: And like I mentioned just then, this would have been carbureted, but now it's not. Can you talk to us about the EFI system on this vehicle?
1: Sure. This is uh, the Gen-V ITB system on the car. They came out with this setup, I think, in about 2018. And AG was instrumental in developing the intake manifold that matches the porting. So these are 50 millimeter ITBs that go right into that motor. And, you know, you combine that with an electromotive system, which is, you know, kind of old school, but it's uh, very proven in racing. It's been very reliable. been a great setup for me.
0: So also being a distributor factory on these cars, it now has a different system for ignition?
1: Yes, the uh, electromotive system has a direct fire coil system, that that's what they call it, and it, it mounts to a factory location inside the, inside the engine bay, and it just uh, cleans it up a little bit. It's really nice. And the sensor
0: inputs for that, what is the kind of triggering system for it?
1: It has a crank trigger on the uh, ATI damper that's uh, very convenient, and he he actually was able to utilize a factory threaded hole on the front cover to create the attachment point for the trigger itself.
0: So a hole effects so crank triggers? Yes. And just a crank trigger, no cam phasing? That's correct. So with that, without cam phasing, it's running wasted spark and batch fire injection? That's correct. Do you have any issues with that system as opposed to if you did have that cam phasing? Are you looking to do that in the future at all?
1: You know, I'm really not expert enough to tell you what uh, needs to be done. The car runs very well. There are occasions when you come off throttle where it may bark a little, but uh, catches right back up and goes. um, It's got an adjustable cam timing sprocket on it, so he has done all that. And it runs, like I said, it runs really well.
0: I guess that's the main thing, if it does the job and works for its purpose. That's
1: right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: And um, the fuel control side of things, individual throttle bodies poses some kind of challenges with the load axis in our tuning. So is that taken from throttle position sensor or do you have a map sensor as well?
1: Yes, I have both.
0: And it's tuned on some combination of those two? That's correct. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today. Cool. So just moving on from the engine side of things, can you just give us a quick run through the drive line to be able to handle 300 horsepower and the abuse of motorsport? Does this have factory drive line in it?
1: No. Actually, I've changed the uh, transmission to a uh, kind of a hybrid. It's probably a fairly common 240SX transmission mated to a 280Z bell housing with a little machine work, shorten the drive shaft, custom mount, by Techno Toy Tuning, actually, underneath. And then a, uh, it's got a polyurethane uh, custom uh, actual insulator that this guy makes uh, here in the States. And um, then it goes to um, Quaife Differential that's uh, helical. And then I've got upgraded CV axles and chromoly stub axles, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So uh, more modern transmission, the CV axles, just bringing things up to a little bit more of a modern standard with the gearbox as well. It is still a street car, right?
1: It is, absolutely, and it's very streetable, very comfortable to drive on the street.
0: That's good to hear. Moving on from that, I guess, on the same topic, a little bit more power you need to have, especially for the events you're doing with the motorsport, you're going to need a bit more brakes as well. The braking system on this vehicle has been upgraded. I know the factory ones are two-piston at the front and drum brakes at the back. What do you have on the vehicle?
1: Well, about 10 years ago, I started out with uh, an Arizona Z club type, excuse me, Arizona Z car brake system that they offer with the Willwood four piston calipers in the front and the back. I think the rotors are about 12 and a half inch diameter, about an inch wide vented rotor. And I decided to go with the BMW ABS system to accentuate what I'd already done because in the events that we run, one of them is you have to stop in a box and it's very hard to modulate that with your foot. So I was losing a lot of time, and I had a friend that also did it on a Miata, and he won our WRL by doing that. It was a big benefit to him. So I've seen increased performance from that. As far as this event, I was able to win the Speed Stop Challenge uh, the other day.
0: So with the E46 M3 ABS system, what type of, you need wheel speed sensors, what else is involved in that system?
1: Well, so the uh, system itself, You need to have the uh, yaw sensor, the uh, pressure sensors, and then, like I said, the wheel speed sensors. And then there's a gentleman that makes a custom wiring harness that you can simply send him the links for your attachment points to the sensors. And you can tell him what speed sensors you're running because it doesn't have to be the BMW speed sensor. So if you have a car that already has ABS and you simply want to change the module, you can do that as well and just have him wire up the harness for that module and
0: does the ecu control the abs what how does that work
1: the module itself on the bmw is a standalone it doesn't have to communicate it can communicate uh, but it doesn't have to to actuate so it's a very simple process of actuating with a switch on the brake light switch i actually use a brake light switch from a miata that has a um, cruise control and the cruise control i believe when it actuates is open signal so it's an it's an open circuit excuse me on a cruise control switch for the miata and then it's closed circuit you know when you push the brakes for the brake lights it's themselves so there's that's where i connect and that's how it tells the abs that you've actually engaged the brake
0: right that seems like a really effective solution for people with classic vehicles doing more like this and looking for abs
1: Yes, it is, and it's the other challenges are just you know trying to find the reluctor rings and then find a way to attach them to your hubs. It was actually pretty simple on this car um, because the Z's, if you retain the original hubs, have a pretty good overhang that are not structurally; they're just basically a dust cover, and so we were able to just machine those lightly. And I found the reluctor rings in Europe. There's like a reluctorrings.com, I believe, and. Figured out the sizing and then we just uh, heated them, shrunk, you know, and then slipped them on to tight and, and we're good to go.
0: Sweet, that sounds great. Just one more thing I wanted to touch on the topic of converting a vintage car. The a 1973. Right, and carbureted doesn't require, it's not got the same fuel requirements as the EFI system. So, in terms of the actual fuel tank and fuel system itself, what did you need to change to work with the EFI?
1: Well, so since I already had a fairly powerful fuel pump in the back. I just left that there and added a surge tank in the engine compartment that had a high pressure, high volume pump in it. It's immersed all the time in fuel. So the circulation of the fuel just continually fills it and I never have any fuel starvation. And that operates at 50 PSI to feed the EFI. Don't have any extra baffling, so there's probably some slosh going on. But uh, again, since it's continuously filling that surge tank and it's a high volume pump, I've had no issues.
0: If anyone wanted to follow along with what you're doing and see any more information on that, is there anywhere they can follow you?
1: Well, funny enough, I'm not really a, a big social media guy my wife and her, fr- her sister created our our social page so it's jill and darren garvin on instagram and also on facebook sounds great well thank you for your
0: time cheers Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to help us getting the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel so make sure you subscribe. It's a one stop shop when it comes to going faster, stopping quicker and cornering better.